0: of st louis original podcast let's get you up to date with what you need to know about the st louis news scene our kmox reporters have been out with the very latest today is wednesday january 3rd i'm michael calhoun our top local story we reported on the drop on st louis crime now we've learned st louis police will hold a news conference next week to discuss it
1: but the public still cannot review the crime data for themselves and see where the problem areas are Sergeant Charles Wall was asked about the skepticism in believing the numbers have dropped. We have certainly fewer officers uh, this year compared to other years, but as to the exact cause or correlation, there can be any any number of reasons why crime statistics can be affected. Um, certainly we think that we are doing a lot of things right. Next Tuesday marks one year on the job as chief for Robert Tracy. He's expected to hold that news conference on crime stats. Maria Kina, KMOX News. Last month, St.
0: Louis's largest Nursing home shut down without warning. Could it happen again?
1: Many residents of Northview Village Nursing Home left with nothing but the clothes they were wearing. In some cases, relatives weren't even alerted where their loved ones had been taken. Marjorie Moore, executive director of Voice, a nonprofit that advocates for residents of long-term care, says facilities are supposed to give 60 days' notice of closure.
0: The the owner's already given up his license for this particular facility, so we don't we don't expect to see this facility open, reopen again anytime soon and certainly not under this ownership.
1: While the owners blame low Medicaid rates, Moore says profit-taking by the owners is more likely to blame. She tells KMOX she hopes Missouri regulators will now put more scrutiny on other facilities operated by the owners. Megan Lynch, KMOX News
0: this just in. St. Louis police are asking for help finding a resident who walked away from the Northview Village Nursing Home when it abruptly closed last month. 61-year-old Frederick Carruthers is African-American, 5'9", 225 pounds, with a brown hooded jacket and dark tennis shoes with white laces. Mr. Carruthers is schizophrenic and was without his medication. If you see him, call 911. We do have a picture at KMOX.com. The Missouri legislative session began with discussion about the Missouri governor's executive order banning purchase of land here by foreign adversaries. It doesn't go far enough, says Secretary of State Jay Ashcroft. He says there were more expansive bills about this in the legislature. You know, if the governor had actually gotten involved in that discussion earlier this year, last year, we would have gotten that bill passed. It passed the House. It was the Senate that amended it to allow any foreign country to buy any land they wanted. Ashcroft also says the problem with the executive order is it doesn't have the authority of statute. He calls it political theater. State Senator Bill Eichel gives no props to Governor Parson or Lieutenant Governor Kehoe. It was those two guys that in 2013 voted to allow... China and other foreign entities to start buying our farmland in the first place. Igel is also a Republican running for governor. There are always calls in the Republican-dominated Missouri legislature to cut taxes, and there is a proposal now to eliminate the personal property tax altogether. So
1: I haven't met anybody who likes personal property tax, <laughs> yeah. uh, but I have met an awful lot of people who want the fire department to show up when their house is on fire.
0: That's Lieutenant Governor Mike Kehoe who says police and fire are funded in part by the personal property tax, whether people like it or not.
1: So if we're going to change that, and I'd be all in favor of doing that, we need to make sure that they have an ap- appropriate way to be able to protect our communities and continue to fund our police departments. Kehoe on
0: KFDK is also running for governor. The turn of the calendar year means an election year. It also means the start of the Illinois legislative session. Speaking on KMOX, Brendan Moore, Illinois state government reporter for Lee Enterprises, says the migrant crisis presents an ongoing challenge. Chicago is going to be the host to the Democratic National Convention in August. So undoubtedly, uh, this is going to be an issue that uh, may appear there. Uh, Would not surprise me if the governor of Texas uh, sends up more buses of migrants in the lead up to that. And then there's the budget strain and the need for state and federal aid. How much uh, state resources are going to be dedicated uh, in the future. And then, yes, as you mentioned, um, is the heat going to be turned up on the federal government to help? resolve this issue, uh, whether it's with visas or uh, providing more resources to help states that are dealing with this influx. Tom Ackerman, KMOX News. Fred Bottomer, KMOX's health and religion editor, is being inducted into the St. Louis Media Hall of Fame. He's been our editor on those important beats for decades and has executive produced countless talk shows and election nights. I'm just really
1: thankful that I've been able to work at KMOX for more than 40 years. The
0: induction is February 1st. We've got more at KMOX.com. The KMOX Business Desk, another of Chef Gerard Kraft's restaurants, is closing. This one is a burger joint inside a brewery in the Grove. Kraft opened Brasswell inside of Rockwell Brewing Company in 2018. The tap room and the kitchen are built from a series of shipping containers. A statement from Rockwell indicates the brewery is launching its own food program. Kraft's Cinder House at the Four Seasons Hotel is closing Monday, but he is launching new restaurants at City Foundry STL and in De Pere. Well, as we continue on KMOX, following up on a story we brought you yesterday, the city seeing a major reduction in violent crime. Uh, we're talking about uh, percentages like 21% reduction in murders, 24% reduction in shootings. Joining us now to tell us what it means is the head of Greater St. Louis Inc. CEO Jason Hall. Thank you for calling in, Jason. Thanks, Michael. Great to be back
1: with you and Happy New Year.
0: Happy New Year and uh, happy figures to start off the new year. Uh, What what do you uh, take away from these uh, these year-end crime stats?
1: Well, this is just another example of this region getting serious about moving forward, serious about growth, tackling our greatest opportunities, but also tackling our challenges. You know, earlier this year in the spring the business community helped finance and put 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 our resources behind the big summit to, to, to bring people together from lots of different perspectives and specifically calling out homicides is the area where St. Louis stood out nationally and where we need to focus our attention. And I think with the leadership, Chief Tracy, Mayor Jones, Gabe Gore getting the right leaders um, in the right seats, you're seeing the results of a community working together.
0: Yeah. So this situation got to a point where the business community said, we've got to step in and be vocal, be, be active with this. Uh, So what does the business community uh, see in terms of these reductions? Are they pleased with this?
1: Yeah. I mean, we, we, we know there's still a lot of work to do, Michael. I mean, I think we, we got to keep, we cannot let up, we cannot punt the ball too early, but I think, Seeing this progress, it is showing that leadership, intentional decisions, public-private partnerships focused on not, you know, yelling at each other on Twitter, but but actually sitting down and figuring out real solutions to drive this forward is what is going to move St. Louis ahead. I think there was a time where it felt like crime was just intractable, and we know it surged nationally um, dur- during the pandemic, but we're thrilled with these numbers. And I think it is only going to help us further reach our full potential economically. This has been the top policy priority for GSL. We have put a lot of time, a lot of resources, a lot of CEO attention on this, and a lot of investment with our public private partners. We are thrilled to see definable quantifiable outcomes as we enter 2024. And let's just keep that going. Let's not give up now.
0: So, what does Greater St. Louis Inc. do with this data? Any, any any kind of uh, good news like this comes along, how do you get it out to the decision makers, the site selectors, the CEOs who are trying to de- decide where to put the the new office or the new manufacturing line? How do you how do you spread the word and make sure that people know they've heard for years the drumbeat of from all the websites, St. Louis most dangerous city. How do you get this good news out there?
1: Yeah, well, I'll tell you. It's, it's like the conversation we're having here today and and we're going to, we're going to continue to share that um, far and wide. You know, Maggie Coast and her team are out. You know, we're in a much more proactive posture than this region has been in so long out telling our story where we're at. This is yet another key data point showing that in a time when this nation saw a surge in crime, St. Louis is leading the charge in reduction. And more importantly, what it represented to get that reduction. Businesses want to locate investment decisions in places that are functional.
0: Now, something else that's going viral that involves St. Louis is uh, a map that someone's put together of real GDP growth uh, from 2019 to 2022. You'd think Chicago or maybe Detroit or maybe Minneapolis might be on the top of that. Uh, But we're looking at Indianapolis, number one, up 8.4% GDP, adding $12.1 billion. Number two in the Midwest is St. Louis, up 5.6%, number two dollar-wise Adding nine point four billion dollars. What kind of context? Because uh, again, this is something going viral on on social media right now. So, uh, what kind of authority can you add to these figures? And and what does this mean?
1: No, this is this is huge. And again, this is you know you and I have talked about. And look, I, I'm I'm with our team in this region and around the country, telling the story of the St. Louis resurgence. And it is real what is happening in this region coming out of the pandemic. This is quantifiable evidence that this is not, we're not talking about isolated feel-good deals, one-off, one-off. It is all aggregating up to a region that is that is overperforming, starting overperforming its past, but starting to perform to its full full potential. These markets know what they're doing. For St. Louis to be showing up there shows that what we are all doing as a community to come together with the first jobs plan we've had in 10 years, you're never gonna get there if you don't have a plan, and then building a leadership team and some community partnerships to allow this region to reach its, its full potential. And I'll tell you, if you peel back just the 2022 number uh, from these GDP growth, our peer organization down in Tampa crunched just the 2022 data. While we are the 21st largest metro from a population standpoint nationally, We performed 16th best in GDP growth of the 30 largest metros in the country. I mean, no matter which way you slice the data, we're down where it matters on homicide, and we are up where it counts on growing jobs in the economy in this region. All of that is a St. Louis on the rise. I'm telling you, this is the decade, and we are going to break out from the pack, and St. Louis is going to win 2030.
0: You know, Jason, this is really telling uh, looking dollar for dollar uh, over this period, uh, St. Louis added nine point four billion uh, to GDP. Chicago, we all know the population difference between the two metros. Chicago okay. added eight point three billion. We added a billion dollars more to our GDP than the behemoth.
1: Yeah, you know that's that's orders of magnitude larger than the metro. It is it is astounding what this region. And you see it in your reporting. I mean, when you think about it. You know, we had in our first three years of existence, this region had not won a mega project, a thousand jobs at one time. In decades, we put up two of those. You know, in the in the first 12 months of the organization, you know, look at the big story last year with the big head-to-head competitions, winning that historic $2 billion investment from Boeing and so many other uh, of these large projects we've been talking about. It's starting to add up, and you're going to start seeing those shovels in the ground. You see what Lamar Rucker's done up at, at General Motors, wrapping up a $1.5 billion investment, now making us the second largest General Motors production site in North America. I mean... All of these are adding up to these big numbers that you see. And when you really compare it to other markets, St. Louis, for, and it, Michael, we've been at this a long time, and you and I have worked on this these issues for, for the first time in a long time. This region is finally starting to overperform and reach its full potential. That is exciting.
0: Greater St. Louis CEO Jason Hall, thank you so much as always, Jason. I appreciate it couple of other projects that come to mind that i covered there's the retention of the emerson headquarters there's the moving of the ring founders new company door.com here and uh, the big uh, hvac company copeland putting its headquarters in st louis you can subscribe and stay up to date get the st louis all local sent to you just search for it on your favorite podcast app